You are listening to a true gospel perspective from our Macedonia Baptist Church ministerial staff. We pray that this message will be a true blessing to you. Giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To our Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Charles Schweiman in his absence. To our Assistant Pastor, Pastor Minor. To all our minister, my minister brothers, to the deacons, trustees, members, and friends. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanking God once again for this opportunity. I want to thank the committee for once again calling upon my name. Not that I was unworthy, but I thank you for this opportunity that you've given me this morning. I'd like to draw you not to be long and belabor the time, but I want to draw your attention to the gospel according to Luke, chapter 10. I'll be reading the 25th through the 29th verse. It says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. Do this, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? From the 27th verse and the 29th verse, I just want to read those back, two back into your hearing. He answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. But he willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, who is my neighbor? From those two texts, we like to pin the theme, seeking a loophole in love. Seeking a loophole in love. Loophole. A loophole is a means of evading something unpleasant, a escape of a, a mission in a text to which the intent of a statute control the obligation may be evaded to get away from it right. to avoid it to shine away from it is a loophole but this lawyer it says a certain lawyer it didn't say he was Mike Moore law firm of Michigan he didn't say he was Jeffrey Feiger Sam Bernstein or Goodman and Acker all good lawyers of Detroit, but he said a certain lawyer. Now, the reading in other texts, it says a expert of the law. Now, he was an expert of Jewish law. He was an expert of the Jewish law. So he knew what the law consisted of. He had read Exodus 20, verse 1 through 17. And he had read Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 through 22. So he knew the statute, the contract, the obligation that was set in place by the law. 
But in, when you read Deuteronomy 6 and 5, it says, O Israel, hear. And he was saying, in that sheep, that's called the Shema to the Jewish people. There's a foundational article of their faith where they practice even to this day. They practice. They, they can repeat that daily. Every seventh day they say that. They, they repeat that saying. Oh, Israel, here they say, love the Lord thy God with all their heart, with all their mind, and with all their soul. They repeat that every seventh day. So this was not new to him. But a lawyer is an advocate, a counselor, an attorney, a, a, a legal eagle. He's a person that you want in, this, in your corner. Now, if you are in court and you, got, you have a lawyer, you want somebody to be able to punch loophole, punch holes in your opposing counsel's argument. You want them to be able to argue the point that will help you in your case. You don't want an amulet chaser. You don't want a shyster. You don't want one someone that's underhanded or sneaky or unscrupulous. Yes, sir. You don't want a petty fogger. That's one that just petitioned everything the judge says. But you want one that's going to argue your case for your benefit. So this lawyer that came and made this statement, now you, if, when you get a chance, you want to read Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 through 40, and Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 31, they are a continuation of this thought. And each, in each case, at the beginning of those chapters, it always pointed to the kingdom of God. They were always talking about the kingdom of God. And how will you get there? And how are you, what do you want to do in that sense? But this lawyer had just heard the Sadducees get put to, to rest. In all the three chapters, you, you'll see that they talk right before this. The Sadducees had been into an argument with Jesus, and he had, he had shut them down. He had caused them to go and, and wagging their heads and they was like, oh man, he got us. We can't, we can't do nothing. We got nothing else to say. They have no other argument for Jesus. But here come a Pharisee, a, 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 a lawyer. Now, the lawyers are supposed to be smart, intelligent people. They read a lot. They study a lot. So this guy was, knew his stuff. So he went and he quoted to Jesus the very law that he knew. He was trying to trap Jesus. He said, Love and love that God. He said, he said, Jesus asked the question. He said, what does the law say? How do thou read it? He says, love the Lord. He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. But this lawyer knew that he couldn't trap Jesus. So, but Jesus pointed the question back to him. Yes, sir. What does the law say? How do you answer it? What is your thought on that? Both agree that the Old Testament scriptures of Deuteronomy 6 and 5 and Leviticus 19 and 18 sums up what he was talking about. They both agree. They came to the conclusion that this was the right answer and this was what they both agreed upon. People Many of us today want to be lawyers. We play a lawyer in real life, don't we? We argue points of reference about a lot of things. 
but not knowing the truth at all cases. We'll argue something till the, till the, till the wheels fall off something. But to argue with Jesus, to argue with Jesus, the man of God, God himself, this lawyer had nerves and he had courage. But Jesus turned and Jesus, uh, Jesus said to him, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. So he, Jesus went on to give a parable of the Good Samaritan. He wanted this neighbor to, to, to have love for God and his neighbor. But most, this love must not be half-hearted. It must not, it must be, it must be all encompassing. A whole, it must cover everything. A multitude of sins. It must cover everything that a person can do that you think is wrong to you. You must feel the same love for that person that you feel that's hurting you that you want somebody else to feel toward you. That's how we should. Every part of our thought, every part of our emotion, every part of our feeling, every part of our action every, must control by the love of God for others. Let me just repeat that. Yes, sir. Every thought, yes, sir. every emotion, every feeling, and action must control the love for, for God as we have for others. God should be the centerpiece. And from, within, from God, our love should extend toward others. But this lawyer, in verse 27, he was looking for a loophole. He was trying to find a loophole. He said, but willing to justify himself. How many would like to justify himself? I would love him, but. I would care, but. I would show compassion, but. Huh? You got a lot of butt. A lot of butts. But when the shoe is on the other foot, when the shoe is on the other foot and I want that same love shown toward me, I want you to have all the compassion known to man. All the compassion. I want you to understand how I feel, why I feel the way I feel, and I want you to hurt because I hurt because I'm going through it right now. Huh? Come on, sir. But that loophole, that loophole says, I want to evade that situation because I don't want to demonstrate that kind of love. I don't want to demonstrate that kind of love for somebody. They don't deserve it. Did I deserve it? Did we deserve it? None of us deserve God's love. None of us. But he loved us in spite of who we are and what we are. He loved us in spite of. The lawyer was showing how far his love would extend. Be it Jew to Gentile, Jew to Rome, 
men and women, men and women, free men and slaves, priests and laymen, clean and unclean, righteous and even sinners. But Jesus responded in a parable. And Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem. Now, going down means always you're going away from something. But they they went 17 miles down from, from, 17 miles down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Through mountains, through hills, through valleys. It's 33, it's 3,300 feet in elevation. Headed to Herod's new temple. Only governing officials and made this trip. Jewish religious leaders, political leaders, and guess what? Even criminals made this track to go this way. But Jesus told the story of one victim without identifying the man by race, his occupation, or the reason that he was traveling. What did he say? A certain man went down. That could be either one of us going down from where we are. And we want somebody to lift us up in love when we're going down from where we are. We need somebody to lift us up in love when we're going down from where we are. We want somebody to lift us up when we're going down in love. Not contempt, not criticism, but we want him to lift us up. So he didn't identify him by black, white, green, or yellow. He didn't say he was a doctor, lawyer, or Indian chief. He, he, he didn't even give the reason that he was going the way he was going. He wasn't going to the mall. He wasn't going to see a friend. He wasn't traveling to see a relative out of state. But he was going down. He was going down. So Jesus in turn mentioned three characters that was traveling this road. But by circumstance, this particular traveler got accosted. He got robbed. He got banged up. He got beat up. He got took to the cleaner and was laid on the side of the road. So the priest came by. The highest of the Jewish religious official, a rabbi of the law, he was an expert. And if by chance he was traveling this road and he found somebody beaten, wounded, or dead, his responsibility was to take that body and bury it, to cover it up, to not leave it there on the side of the road. But guess what he did? He went to the other side. How many people do we walk by every day? Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Loophole. How many people do we walk by every day? Well, are we the priests? I can't touch that man. He's not worthy. He's not worth me handling. He's not worth me caring for. He's not worth me even paying any attention to him. He's just a body on the side of the road. 
and I'm on my way. Then a Levite who carried out the mundane tasks of the temple worship and operation. No reason why or not to help except not enough love for his neighbor. I don't care who he is. He's not my brother, not my sister, not my mother, not my father, not anybody I know. I got somewhere I got to be. I got to get to where I'm going because where I'm going, they're going to praise my name. Where I'm going, they're going to they're going to they're lift me up. Where I'm going is more important than this guy that's laying on the side of the road. I hope I'm making you think this morning. But lo and behold, a Samaritan. One of those Jewish, in the Jewish eye, was that had invaded their territory. One that was not qualified, a qualified person to be a neighbor to love at all because he was a half-breed. He wasn't worthy or worth my love, his love. From that dying man's ditch who nobody but this Samaritan had compassion. He took him up and put him on his beast. Wrapped him in clothes, bandaged him up, and took him to an inn and told the innkeeper, take care of him. And when I come back this way, I'm going to pay the price. If anything else he needs, I'll pay the price. Jesus said something through the Gospel of Matthew to us. Jesus prompted God, Jesus. God made a promise through Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall attain mercy. Blessed are the merciful. Can you have compassion this morning? Can you be merciful this morning? Just as a lawyer, you and I cannot find a loophole in the infallible love of God. 1 John 4 and 8 says it this way. He that loveth not God, for God is love. You can't get away from, from that. Can't get away from that. In 1972, in Gastonburg, Alabama, we went to, I went to the revival. And I heard the preacher preach the word. And the one thing that stuck out to me of all the things he said, God loves you. I didn't understand everything this Christian walk had. And I wasn't sure about what Christianity meant. But the one thing that he said that really stuck in my heart, and, I, and, and that's what convinced me that I must accept Jesus Christ as my precious Savior, that he loved me that he loved me and he loved you because as I grew in my Christian walk this song took on a greater meaning to me 
I gain a greater understanding of this stone. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peace for sure. Very deeply staying within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. At 12 years old, I didn't know what I was crying about. But he heard my cry. I said, I want what that love that Jesus has to offer me. I want it for myself. From the waters, he lifted me. And today I can say, now I'm safe. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. This is how love lifted all of us. One day love took a crown of thorns on his head. He went to a hill called Calvary. And he took a Roman cross up that hill. He allowed them to put nails in his hand and a ribbon in his foot. And they pierced him in his side. And he stayed on that cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. That was love. And he hung his head in the locks in the shoulder and he said, it's finished. And they took him off that cross and they put him in the heart of a tomb. And he stayed there for three days and three nights. But early Sunday morning, love got up for me. Love got up for me. He got up for you. And he asked you today, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. And he gave a new commandment in John 13 and 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciple if you have love one for another. Don't look for a loophole. Love found you. Help love find somebody else. We hope you enjoyed this message today. And we pray that it was a true blessing to you. If you are interested in learning more about Pastor Charles D. Twyman and the Macedonia Baptist Church family, you can reach out to us at www.mbcdet.com. Thank you, and God bless you.